Hi guys, welcome to Anything Goes. I'm Emma Chamberlain. This is my podcast, Anything Goes. I have a neck cramp from the way that I'm sitting right now, so maybe I should readjust. I'll lay on the floor. Ah! Okay, this is not working. All right, y'all. Um, Before we get into this episode, I just kind of want to catch up. For starters... I've been cooking recently. Okay, this is a whole new hobby for me. Let me talk about it. So I've been obsessed with watching cooking TikToks, cooking videos, like anything about cooking, I've been obsessed with watching it, especially cooking TikToks because you can just go on one account and then you can just keep scrolling and you just learn so much. So after watching only cooking TikToks for literally a week straight, I now have realized that I like cooking, okay? I used to not like cooking because I was like afraid of the mess or whatever, but that is in fact what a dishwasher is for. Um, so I've decided that I'm gonna start making cooking a part of my routine. Don't get me wrong, I'm still gonna order food like probably half the week, but I don't know, cooking's been crazy. I kinda wanted to tell you guys like some things I've been cooking. So number one, I've been making avocado toast. I'll tell you my recipe real quick. Whole grain toast hummus, avocado smashed on top, a little bit of onion powder, salt, pepper, chili flakes, a little bit of lemon. And then if you want to get crazy, you can add a fried egg. That's fucking amazing. But I don't always do that because I'm lazy. That is my avocado toast recipe. Please try it. Next recipe. I've been making, I've been taking frozen vegetables and warming those up in the microwave, like steaming them in the microwave. And then I cook tofu on my stove in olive oil for like five minutes and then I season it with salt and pepper and sometimes sesame oil or something and then I put it on top of the vegetables and then I take like some fun sauce that I find at Whole Foods and put it on top Thai curry is good fucking um make your own sauce I've been making my own sauces I did one that was like sesame oil soy sauce um, salt, pepper, garlic powder, onion, oh no, no onion powder, just garlic powder. Um, and I was going to add a little bit of honey, but then I got scared that that was going to make it taste bad. So I didn't, but I heard that that would be really good. So I've been like making my own sauces and stuff and like, fuck, like I'm just cooking. And then, oh my God, last night, (gasps) last night I made the craziest vegan pizza. It looked really ugly, but it tasted so good. It was a Almond flour pizza crust with pesto on it, tomato sauce, vegan mozzarella, vegan sausage, um, olives, oregano, chili flakes, a little bit of olive oil, and um, and I think that was it. And that was really amazing too. And then I put a little bit of nutritional yeast on top, and that was fucking amazing. So moral of the story is I've been talking about me already for so long, so we should probably move on from that, but... I've been cooking recently and it's actually been really fun. The thing that I never realized about cooking is that the key part about cooking is making sure that everything is properly seasoned. That is something that I never thought of before. Like I never realized how meaningful seasoning was until I started watching all of these cooking TikToks because everybody like is heavily seasoning everything. And like that is what makes homemade food taste good. I just had no idea. Nobody ever told me. So like, Um, you know, that's what I've been doing. Just like seasoning everything to the max. Like you have to season everything individually, right? Like 
if you're making like the vegetables and tofu that I put together, I season those separately. Like I season them and I do different seasonings for them. And then when I put them together, it's like this dynamic moment of a bunch of different flavors. I've also been making salad dressing, which my recipe is very simple. Lemon juice, Dijon mustard, olive oil, salt, pepper, garlic or onion powder, whatever I'm feeling that day. Doesn't really make a difference. You can barely taste it. Um, and then, yeah. So that's my salad dressing recipe. Um, great on everything. I've been eating it on butter lettuce because I love butter lettuce. But you guys are sick of hearing about me talking. But it really segues actually into today's episode, which is living alone. This episode of Anything Goes is presented by Azo Vaginal Health Products. Azo offers an entire line of products designed to help balance your vaginal pH and protect your vaginal health. Save 20% with promo code PODCAST on azoproducts.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. When you want someone compatible, start the search on Bumble. It has the features you need to find exactly what you're looking for. Like a six-foot Aquarius who likes rock climbing and also wants kids. Or a runner with a penchant for poetry who loves dogs and wants a serious connection. We know you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Download Bumble today. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. At eBay, authentic is always in season. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means their handbag experts are making sure your arm candy is nothing short of the real thing. They're checking all the details from the leather to the logo, carry-all or clutch. We all love a handbag that turns heads. Knowing it's the real deal makes it that much sweeter. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you'll carry with confidence. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Um, I feel like I've already talked about living alone before, which is why I like held off on doing this episode because I swear to God, I already talked about this, but I thought that I'd go in depth about the truth of living alone and like what it's really like, what, what it's really like, you know, cause I feel like everybody, there's just so many things that you don't realize about living alone until you live alone and then you're like oh fuck so let's get into it first we're going to start out with all the responsibilities that you just never knew that you were going to have number one is cooking for yourself it's weird because i feel like i was always like oh i cook for myself like whatever it, it was all fun and games until i left my mom's house okay because she used to cook for me all the time and i used to be like yeah but i cook for myself too and then I realized that all I knew how to cook was like a bagel and like pasta, which is not necessarily going to keep me nourished and healthy. Um, I did not know how to cook like vegetables or anything that was like relatively healthy. I always kind of left that to my mom. Um, you realize so quickly that you, you're going to need to learn how to cook or you're going to need to be ordering food for delivery. Um, but I do think that that's a really exciting part about becoming an, an adult is like learning how to cook right like it took me two years of living alone to finally be like okay Emma it's time to start learning how to cook but I'm here now and I've been cooking and it actually is really fun and I've been really enjoying it which is so shocking to me because I never thought that, that would happen 
but in the beginning it's tough because you're just lazy I feel like when I first moved out I was so lazy like chores and stuff like that I was just so mad that I had to do my own chores I was so mad and I didn't want to do them so then I just got a cleaning lady and would leave all the chores for her once a week and then in between my fucking apartment was just like a so slow it was a slow decline of mess until eventually like everything was gross and then she would come and then everything would be good again for the next week it would just slowly get worse and worse and worse um so i mean there's that number two is like maintaining is like maintenance okay like when you're a kid i don't think that you really are thinking about like what ha- what you're supposed to do when like your sink stops working like when I lived at home, if like my sink stopped working, I'd be like, mom, the sink stopped working. And then I'd go lay in my bed and pick my ass for the next hour. And then my mom would be the one to call the maintenance dude. My mom would be the one who'd have to get that fixed. And it just never even would cross my mind. After telling my mom that something was wrong in our apartment, I would then stop thinking about it. Okay. But when you live by yourself, a problem like that could go on. Like for example, my drawer, I have a drawer in my house that it like is one of those that you have to push on it and then it comes out of the wall, right? Well, like it kind of like sometimes just doesn't work. Like it sometimes like doesn't stick in the wall. Like it like, will, like the drawer keeps popping out and like I keep tripping on it and stuff. And like I just have been too lazy to call my maintenance dude about it. So I just have been like letting it be like that. And like, It's driving me nuts, but like, because I'm the one that's going to have to call and be like, hey, I want to get this fixed. I just haven't done it. Or like one time in my shower, like I have, I have two shower heads or two shower nozzles in my shower. So like one that's like a, uh, you can take it off of, like you can take it off and you can use it. It's like a handheld shower head. And then one is like the overhead shower head. And like the little knob that like switches the water from going to from one to the other was like jammed. And I just was like, "Eh, I'll just keep it on this setting for a while instead of like fixing it. And like, I just don't get why I'm like that. Um, I think it's a kid thing. Like still to this day, I'm so lazy about getting shit fixed. Um, And it was easier when I had a landlord, but now I live in a house. And so I actually have to call my own maintenance guy. I can't call my landlord. Now I actually have to source someone to fix it so that's a whole new level of responsibility um another thing is like doing your own laundry I'm so bad at laundry that I actually my cleaning lady actually does my laundry she's fucking amazing she's my queen I literally have to have her do my laundry because I'm so bad at it it just I'm just so bad at it and it would never get done Because I change my clothes so many times a day and I stain so many clothing pieces throughout the day while wearing them that I literally, my laundry pile by the end of the week is astronomical and I literally can't do it by myself. I, it stress, which is like so sad. Oh my God. That's actually so sad. Like, what am I going to do when I like have children and like am married and I need to like do laundry and I'm like, yo, um, I'm going to fucking have to have my husband do my laundry, which like, you know, that's not his job, but maybe it is. Do you know what? Maybe it is his job. It's like not anybody's job but my own to do my laundry yet. I feel like in a marriage, I would be like, no, you can do my laundry or else we're getting a divorce. This episode is brought to you by Dove. I'm messy. I'm a messy girl. And when you're as messy as I am, you need a deodorant that doesn't mess around. Enter 
Dove Vitamin Care Plus deodorant. Its lightweight formula is super-powered with vitamin B3 to reinforce your skin's natural odor defenses while providing new levels of skincare for your underarms, keeping you feeling fresh, whatever your day throws at you. Dove Vitamin Care Plus deodorant. Learn more at dove.com. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. When you want someone compatible, start the search on Bumble. It has the features you need to find exactly what you're looking for, like a six-foot Aquarius who likes rock climbing and also wants kids, or a runner with a penchant for poetry who loves dogs and wants a serious connection. We know you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Download Bumble today. The next thing about living alone that I don't think people realize is how weird the silence is. Like the silence when you live alone is so loud. It's so loud. Like you have to be playing music or listening to a podcast or something when you're home alone because it just feels weird when it's just so quiet. Like I think that that's something that I didn't realize when I first moved and it would have been really helpful for me to know or to try out. Like if you are just living in a quiet house or a quiet apartment all the time, it's going to drive you insane and make you depressed. Um, you need to be playing music. You need to be playing podcasts. It makes you feel less alone and it doesn't like, it, it doesn't, it stops you from getting all trapped in your thoughts. You know what I mean? And that's a huge problem with living alone is that it's so easy to just lay in bed and like drift into your own thoughts and just kind of get sad, you know? Maybe start doing shit that's like not healthy, like going and looking at photos of you with like your ex-best friends or something or go and um, start stalking your like eighth grade crush that like turned you down and, you know, looking at pictures of him and his girlfriend and then you go into his girlfriend's account and then, you know, like shit like that happens when you live alone a lot. It's so easy to just go do shit like that, which none of that's healthy. Um, And so that's why if you're like playing music, playing a podcast, watching a movie, doing whatever, um, that really helps. Another thing that's tough about living alone is like, if you're really upset about something, like you have nobody, you can call people, but you're like alone. You know what I mean? Like you are alone. And if you're like me and you know, your family lives a six hour drive away or even some people a six hour flight, like you can't just go drive over to your parents' house and be like, I'm not okay. Or your sibling's house or whatever. Like you're kind of on your own. And that's another really tough thing. And I feel like what I've gotten really good at doing is, is when I'm having a tough time calling people immediately, you know, not like allowing myself to like slip into this toxic, sad mindset. Instead, I just call people, talk my feelings out and then move on. But it's hard because when you live alone, you're like, no, I don't need anybody. I don't need to call anybody. I can handle this. I'm just having a really bad mental breakdown and I'm really upset and I'm crying and screaming, but I don't need help. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're fucking in your bed and you're crying, like laying face down in your bed with your ass in the air, like fucking crying and like no one's there to help you. And it's so easy to spiral when you live by yourself. It's really easy to spiral. So I know for me, I, I whatever, depression, and anxiety, I got them. Many of y'all got them. And those things are things that like spiral super easily, right? Like all of a sudden, like one minute you're good and then the next minute you're having, I think anxiety is actually a lot worse with living alone than depression maybe. At least for me, like I think 
I I struggle more with the anxiety side of things living alone um, than I do like being depressed. I mean, living alone can make you depressed for sure because you're like, you know, it just can. I don't know why. I guess because you're just by yourself and you have no distractions and you're kind of just stuck in your head and, you know, whatever. But I do think that the anxiety element is worse and it's really easy to spiral. I know I do this all the time. You know, like I'm laying in bed and I start just getting anxiety about things. And, you know, it's 1 a.m. and I'm like, fuck, I can't call my parents right now because they're sleeping. And like, I'm not going to call my friends about this because they don't want to fucking hear about this. It's not that's not any fun to bring up. Hey, like, I mean, obviously it's good to bring things up to your friends, but that's something I'm still I don't know. I don't like to call my friends in the midst of a breakdown. Um, Maybe that will change one day. But for now, I don't do that. But it's really easy to sit there and be by yourself with your anxiety and you're like shit like I don't know who to talk to like I need to kind of like help myself right now I can't go into my parents room and wake them up like I have to figure this out on my own and some ways that I've found like some things that I've found that help um is I I mean honestly it's as simple as watching something I I usually watch something um like I'll go on Netflix and I'll watch like a fun, lighthearted documentary. Um, recently when I've been getting anxious, actually, I've been watching this series on YouTube um, through the YouTube channel Vice. They have one of their one of their people on the channel do. Um, they call it one star reviews, and it's this fucking amazingly charming guy that like goes around and he like goes to places that have one star reviews and he like goes in there and he like you know will get a piercing from like a one star review piercer guy or he'll like go to a relationship therapist that's one star or he'll like go to a restaurant or a buffet and then he tries it out and it's like really funny and then he confronts the owner and the whole thing's really awkward but like funny um I've been watching that a lot when I get anxious at night like watch an episode or two of that and I've been really loving that also um, watching Netflix documentaries have been, has been really fun. Uh, even if they're like kind of upsetting, like I watched one about like a conspiracy theory the other day. And then I watched one about, um, like a criminal case with like the, the Unabomber, if you know, that's the Unabomber on, uh, Netflix. That one was really interesting. And even though it was not necessarily like the most, um, comforting thing to watch, it was just a distraction and it just kind of got me out of the cycle of like being anxious and I think the thing that you have to remember at night if you're getting anxious especially I mean you can get anxious at any time of the day but I'm more referring to like nighttime you can't call anybody you're stuck in your own mind by yourself um just remember that like when you wake up in the morning I can guarantee that at least 50% of that anxiety will be gone if not all of it do you know how many times I get anxious about something at night and like go down in a complete spiral about like something so so dumb and stupid and then like I wake up the next morning and I'm like Emma why were you anxious about that are you fucking stupid no I'm not stupid that's how anxiety works but you know it, it usually ends up being fine the next morning so it's just getting yourself to sleep um in a healthy way and and then you're over it but that is something that I didn't realize you know how you kind of have to learn how to deal with your own issues, you know, like you can't rely on others to alleviate 
your anxiety, your feelings of depression, you're kind of on your own and it's tough. But I think that I found a lot of great coping mechanisms, you know, um, in a lot of ways to help with those problems, you know, um, over time. And I think that it's actually made my problems less severe because now I know how to handle them by myself and I'm kind of forced to handle them on my own. Um, but I don't think that you expect that. Like, so I don't know. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Anywho. I know that we haven't been talking about this for long, but I got so many amazing questions um, that I'd rather just get into questions now about living alone than to like continue just rambling because who gives a fuck? You guys don't give a fuck. We're getting into questions. Somebody said, are you looking for a roommate? No, I do not want to have a roommate. I love living alone. If it was up to me, I'd probably never live with somebody, but I know that when I get married, I'm probably going to want to see, this is why I'm going to have to marry somebody who's really who really minds their own damn business because I am going to get frustrated if I live with somebody and they're all up in my shit all the time. Do you know how annoyed that would, oh, that would bother me. Like, I don't know. I feel like maybe, I feel like guys maybe are good about that. Like they're more, mm, I can't stereotype here. Who knows? But I've never had a roommate um, and I've, and I've never wanted one to be honest. Cause I really don't like sharing my space. And I also like, there's something so special about living. It's not special, but there's something like so freeing about living by yourself. It's like, sorry, that was a huge burp. I've always felt like living with a roommate would actually make my anxiety worse because like, I would feel like I didn't have any privacy and like privacy is so important to me. And even though living alone has its own problems, I just feel like having a roommate, like I, I do so many weird things by myself. Like sometimes I just walk around like without pants, you know, or like sometimes I shower and then I get into bed and I'm naked or something. Like I don't want to have a roommate because then I can't do shit like that. And like that's freeing to have that ability or like if I want to cry and like scream on the phone with my parents about something I'm upset about like I wouldn't have that freedom if I had roommates somebody said do you have to do your own taxes I literally don't know how the fuck to do that and it's stressing me out um I don't do my own taxes because I'm in the same boat it really really freaks me out it scares me I'm super uneducated I have no idea how any of it works so I do have somebody that does my taxes for me and I am very grateful for them because I have no idea how it works and they've helped me through that process. So that's been helpful. But um, yeah, I know I both of my parents have people who do their taxes as well. And so I think that was just something that was automatic. I just was not going to do my own taxes because I, I don't get it. I literally don't get it. Um, somebody said, how do you deal with your finances slash spending money when you live alone for the first time? For me... I needed in the beginning, uh, I got a lot of help from my parents about like budgeting and you know, all of that and making sure that I was being financially responsible. And I think it's just getting in good habits. You know what I mean? Like not like, tr I think I, I live my life constantly, like trying to balance, you know, obviously sometimes you want to treat yourself, you know what I mean? Maybe you want to get a nice meal from somewhere. Maybe you want to buy that new piece of clothing that you've always wanted and that you've been like kind of thinking about. Um, of course those things are really important and great, but I, I try to, um, I try to be really mindful. Like I try to live every day, like thinking about how I can spend the least amount of money possible. 
um, and made and I've made that a habit, you know. But don't get me wrong, I still like it's not something that I'm obsessive over or something. But I, I, I think it's just a mindset, you know, like just being mindful of things that are like not worth the money. You know what I mean? And being able to separate those things and not being impulsive about spending, being thoughtful. Let's say you really want like um, this new pair of boots, right? And you're like, oh, I love these boots. I wear them every day. Well, don't buy them right away. You know, wait on it for a month and see if you kind of forget about them. And then if you don't, then you buy them. That's what I do. So like if something is like eating away at my mind for like a month, um, that's like a bigger purchase. That's when I'm like, okay, maybe I need to do it because, you know, you fucking YOLO and, you know, if you can, <clears throat> might as well, right? But, um, but yeah, you know, just being smart and not like not impulsive. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Who doesn't wish they had a little bit more time? But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how do we even use it? I feel like if I had an extra hour every day, I would spend it Well, I'd like to say I'd spend it meditating, deep breathing, self-reflecting, but I would probably be using it on my phone. And I know that that's cliche, but it's true. It's good to sit down and think about what's important and make it a priority. And therapy can help you figure that out. A therapist can work with you to define your values and understand your priorities so you know what things you can spend your time on that will really fulfill you. Otherwise, you'll always be wishing for more time. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp offers convenient, affordable online therapy that comes to you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash anything. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Visible. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where things just aren't what they seem? Like maybe you're seeing someone and find out they're hiding a few quirks or maybe a wireless company with hidden fees? Well, there's one company that's keeping it real. Switch to Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide. Visible gives you one line wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 per month, every month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. Someone said, I want to move out so bad, but I know I'm going to miss my mom as fuck. Do you think it's worth it? Absolutely. I think, you know, moving out is like a huge part of growing up. And I think it's, you know, crucial to, I mean, not crucial. I mean, everybody has their own situation, but I think that for a lot of people moving out is crucial for kind of taking that next step into adulthood and having that independence. Um, cause it kind of forces you to fend for yourself in a way that you wouldn't and that you can't when you live with your parents. Even when my mom comes to visit, like I re- I start relying on her again. Like I literally like forget how to do dishes like, and I get lazy and I feel like when I'm, when I live alone, I, I hold myself so much more accountable for like getting things done. And so I think that having that responsibility and having that pressure to like make everything happen yourself is really great. And, you know, uh, and I would recommend it if it's something that you feel comfortable with and it's something that makes sense for your lifestyle. When it comes to missing your mom, remember that you can always call her. You can always visit her. Um, And really calling people is 
crazy meaningful. I call my parents every single day. There's not one day that goes by that I don't talk to my parents on the phone. And to be honest, I don't really miss my parents that much because I talk to them so much that I don't actually really need to miss them. You know, I mean, obviously having them in my presence and having them in front of me is a different experience, but I actually talk to them more now that I moved out than I did when I lived at home. Because when I, when I lived at home, I was fighting for my personal space. But now I have my personal space whenever I want and it's up to me when I want to talk to my parents and have a conversation with them. So now every time I talk to my parents, it's like a dedicated hour or three sometimes of me talking to my parents uninterrupted that I've you know carved out of my time and that they've carved out of their time to talk to one another. And it's not like we're constantly around each other annoyed. It's like we enjoy that hour that we get to talk to each other and we dedicate it to one another. And then we both, we all get to go back to our shit after that and handle our stuff. You know what I mean? It's just, it were, it's actually, if anything better, it's been better for my relationship with my parents. And I think that my relationship with them has improved times a thousand since I've moved out. Somebody said, do you get scared when you hear sounds or something? Honestly, not really. Like, unless like I literally heard somebody like banging on my door which has not happened. God bless. Please, God, don't let that happen. Knock on wood. But like when it comes to like really loud sounds from outside, like I kind of don't care. I'm kind of used to it um, by now. And I don't really get scared. Also, I have cats. So like nine times out of 10, like I'm just assuming that it is my cats making the sounds. Um, But if like I did hear a sound that was concerning, I would definitely lose my shit and I would not know what to do. Somebody said, what was your ideal home when you were younger and does your house feel like that now? That's super interesting. Um, So my dream kind of house as a kid was a very like East Coast style. Um, My dream house as a kid, it's those houses that kind of look like, you know, when like a child draws a house and it's just like the two lines and then like the triangle on the top. Well, if you look up an East Coast style home, let me look actually. Yeah. If you look up an East Coast style home, it kind of shows what I what I used to want. I like very I used to like very like traditional um East Coast style homes and I actually still do. And I hope that, you know, maybe one day I can and I can live in one like that cuz I just think that they're so beautiful, but and it reminds me of my childhood from going to the East coast during the summer and those are just such great memories. And so I feel like that's why I like houses like that. But I also really like mid-century modern style homes. Um, that's something I've recently really started liking. Um, if you look that up, there are very flat homes with a lot of windows and wood and they're so pretty and cool looking. Um, I don't know if I'm ever going to live in a house like that. But I really like mid-century modern homes. Um, so those are probably my two favorite. Uh, I, the house that I live in now is quite modern. Um, very simple. And I really love it. But it uh, but it isn't super style. It's not like it's very simple. You know what I mean? It's not super stylized. So I can kind of do whatever I want with it when it comes to furniture and all of that. And I can kind of um, make it. I can make the style whatever I want. But it's definitely not probably what I would have pictured myself living in, but I really love it right now. And it's a perfect house for me right now. And 
Um, although, and I love, oh my God, I love interior decorating. That's like one of my new things. I love interior decorating. I've been um, getting so much new furniture recently and just trying to like really get a space. I really want to like create a space that I feel, I really feel like I'm becoming an adult. Actually, within the past like six months, sorry, uh, no God. Within the last like six months, I've really started to get into cooking and interior design. I'm fucking turning into a mom, everybody. I can't believe this. I never thought that this day would come. I thought I was going to be a baby forever. But, um, but yeah. Okay, let's move on. Somebody said, do you think part of the reason that you got cats is because you're lonely because you live alone? Actually, kind of, yes. Um, I think I got cats because... I'm not even fucking with you guys. I'm actually not fucking with you guys. And I can't believe I'm about to say this on the internet and I hope that nobody, nobody fucking screen record this. <laughs> um, I literally got my cats because of my struggling love life. Like my love life was so bad at one point that I literally was like, I actually need a cat. Like I need a distraction. I need to have something to like take care of because uh, my love life is so awful and miserable and traumatizing and um bad so you know when they say like oh crazy cat ladies they never get married kind of makes sense because i get why they got fucking 15 cats in the first place because cats actually make it so much less shitty to be home alone because like i know like i'll be like laying on my bed and i'll be like working on my computer and like frankie one of my cats will like come up and lay on my tummy and like, I just feel so safe and warm and good. And it just makes me feel so comforted. And like, I love them so much. But another thing is, you know, now that I have these cats, this is a great way to um, decide if somebody's uh, a good, like for me, for dating. This is a great thing for dating, right? So like, if I like meet a guy and then um, I'm like, yeah, come meet my cats. And if they're like not good with the cats, then um, then we're kicking them out. You know what I mean? And so it's kind of great to like, it's a, it's a good test. I think that if people are good with animals, uh, it tells a lot about their character and how they're going to be with children. So that's an instinctual thing. I didn't mean to think like that, but that's just how my brain works, like instinctually. So if somebody's good with my cats, then they're going to be probably a pretty good guy. So anyway, that is, but they also could be a shitty guy. So that also depends. Um, but it's a great way to um, kind of narrow down the narrow down. So there's that. Uh, but that is the reason why I got cats. I always joke with my friends. I'm like, I swear to God, if like, if my love life gets bad again, like I will end up getting another cat because there's something about it. It's it's like it's like it's almost like weirdly a fuck you. I don't know how to explain it, but it's really like a fuck you. I don't need anybody. I just need me and my fucking cats. Uh, so I do have the crazy cat lady mentality and that's something that scares me and you know, next question. How did you cope with moving to a new city all by yourself? Was it scary or was it something that you knew that you had to do? <clears throat> it was something that I knew that I had to do. And luckily when I moved here, I knew a decent amount of people. I mean, I wasn't close friends with anybody. I've talked about this a hundred times, but, um, yeah, I wasn't like super best friends with anybody, but I had enough like kind of 50% friends, like half friends that like I knew that I'd be okay. And so, you know, they kind of helped show me around. And then I'm somebody that likes to explore things anyway. Like I, I find a lot of joy from that. And so 
like exploring LA for me was really fun and just kind of getting to know the area and trying new things. And then eventually I, you know, found my really close friends. And then finally after two years, I actually feel like I have really good people. I have really good people in my life right now. So that's been really fun. And, you know, I've even made new friends and it hasn't like killed me. Guys, this is crazy. This is crazy. It's a crazy thing. <laughs> it's crazy. It's not even scary. I know that I'm weird about making new friends and I'm scared of making friends, but actually recently it's been good. Um, but yeah, like I think making new friends who have lived here for longer or, or who can explore it with you, that's really helpful. But either way, you can do it on your own too. Just, you know, make that a priority to like explore the city that you moved to and find your new favorite spots and all that. It's actually so fun and it's really exciting and super fulfilling for some reason. Like going and like finding new places um, in the place that you live, in the city that you live is just so exciting and fun. So somebody said, do you feel different stepping into adulthood? Do you feel a shift in maturity? For sure. I mean, in so many areas, in every area of my life, I feel like I've matured and I still am maturing. I'm not like saying that I'm like super mature or something and I'm still quite immature actually in some areas. Um, but I feel like my temper, not my temper, I, I've never been a super angry person. Eh. <laughs> if you listen to my episode on pet peeves, I do get angry about things, but that's like all in good fun. I have always been, you know, pretty chill, but I feel like I've gotten a lot more chill and like a lot less like emotional. I feel like I'm just kind of becoming a little bit, I feel like my emotions are evening out. Um, And... I feel like I'm becoming more responsible and more like proactive about things, uh, a lot less lazy and like a lot more disciplined and just a lot more level-headed. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still have my fair share of problems, but I do feel like I'm kind of becoming a lot more level-headed and adult-like, um, which is weird because then it's like, you know, I've been on the internet since I was quite the child and so now I don't feel like a child as much anymore I also hang out with people that are you know in their 20s I don't have any friends that are I have one friend that's a teen and the rest are in their 20s um so it's you know I don't feel necessarily like I feel like mature or more mature than I was when I started and so that's kind of weird, you know what I mean? Because that's definitely will change your personality. But I think that I'm a lot more, I'm a lot more comfortable with myself too. Like, don't get me wrong. Again, still have my fair share of problems in that region, but I feel a lot more comfortable with myself and a lot more confident. It's crazy. I, I was actually remembering the other day when I first moved to LA, how like weirdly timid I actually was. I kind of want to do a whole episode about coming out of my shell. I'm writing that down right now. Okay, I'm going to do a whole episode on that about coming out of my shell because it was really interesting um, and something I didn't even realize that happened. But uh, we'll talk about that next week, maybe. Somebody said, do you plan on moving to New York? I was so set on moving to New York, but I have actually now decided against it because, I mean, it could be fun to live there for like a year or something down the line. Um, but I also feel like I just really like LA. I, I've kind of like, you know, I have my people here now. I think a big reason why I wanted to move to New York was because 
you know, I had a small handful of friends and like they could come with me or something. I Like, I don't know. I, that was what I was thinking. And like, I wanted to broaden my circle and I wanted to meet new people. And I'd felt, and I was kind of feeling like I, I had met everybody in LA and that I, you know, and that it just wasn't really like the social place for me. And I wanted to like meet new people and different types of people. And I felt like New York has such a broad, different it's such a different energy and there's so many different types of people and there is an LA too, but I felt like I had already explored in LA and like I already knew everybody and I just felt like it was just, I didn't know everybody, but I felt like that. Um, and I wanted to change a pace and like there were so many different things that I wanted, but um, recently I've realized that actually I don't know everybody in LA and like there's so many things to explore here that I've not explored yet and um, I've met some really cool new people recently and I feel like I don't really need to go. Like, I don't need to do that. Like LA is such a perfect place for me to live and it's close to my family. All my friends are here. Um, I'm comfortable here and all of that. But I mean, I love visiting New York and I definitely am gonna start visiting a lot more once we are allowed to travel again. Somebody said, do you run to your room when you turn the lights off outside? No, weirdly I'm not afraid of the dark, um, which is weird. But I'm not afraid of the dark at all. Uh, so I actually don't do that. Somebody said, do you wish you moved out sooner or later? I think I moved out at the perfect time. Um, I had just turned 17 and it was the perfect time. I would not change a thing about that. Somebody said, would you rather live in a house or an apartment? So I've lived in both throughout my life. Um, I lived in a house for like five years and then my parents got divorced and then my mom lived in an apartment my dad lived in a house and I lived in both and then um when I moved to LA the first two places I lived in were apartments and then now I live in a house there's pros and cons to both my thing that was always really tough about living in an apartment since I was a kid was the whole neighbor situation um you're just in such close quarters to your neighbors that there's just so much room for anger and like aggressiveness because like your downstairs neighbors will get mad and then you'll get mad at your upstairs neighbors because everybody's walking around and whatever or you know if somebody's being loud next door like you're gonna get mad and vice versa and so that's the thing about apartment living that's really tough is how close quarters that you are with everybody and like it just can cause a lot of tension in in the building and I've always had that every single building I've ever ever lived in there's been some sort of awkward tension between the neighbors it's just awkward sometimes it can be fun but like rarely um I also feel like less I always have felt weirdly in danger in apartments I've never felt safe in, living in apartments because I feel like it's just like there's so many people around and like what if your neighbor's a freak? Do you know what I mean? Now that they know exactly where you live and they could like fucking break in. I don't know. So I never felt really very safe in apartments and now I live in a house and I live by myself but I feel so much more safe here than I ever did um, living in apartments. And so I definitely prefer living in a house over an apartment but I do think that apartments are really a great option when you first move out obviously. I mean they're because they're just like there's not a lot of commitment involved and so you can just kind of like it's so great for figuring out your footing where you live um living in them and like bouncing around from apartment to apartment um but overall I do feel safer and um happier living in a house and my goal in my life has always been you know I'd always wanted to live in a house 
like I, you know, that was like, I mean, I lived at a house at my dad's house a little bit, but I kind of ended up moving out of my dad's house at a certain point because it was too difficult because I was going to school near my mom's apartment and it was a long drive from my dad's house. So I ended up just kind of during the week being at my mom's so that it was easier to go to school and I didn't have to wake up super early and stuff like that. And so, and then when I moved to LA, I lived in apartments and it's just always been my dream to live in a house. And I'm just really grateful that, um, I'm now living in one and it's kind of been a lifelong dream. Somebody said, would you go back to living with your parents? If you had the chance, I would not, I would not. And I love my parents more than anything, but no. Somebody said, would you live with a significant other? Oh God, I don't know. Maybe, maybe in like five years, maybe in like five years, um, I would do that. As long as they're chill as fuck, they better be chill. And, um, and they have to clean the litter box. If they're chill as fuck and they clean the litter box for me, then yes. Um, but otherwise, uh, no. Last question. You've moved a lot of places in a really small period of time. Would you describe it as more fun or more stressful? Um, it's been fun, but stressful. Uh, luckily, the spot that I'm living in now, I'm probably going to be living here for quite a long time. So I don't think I'll be moving again anytime soon. Moving is really fun, but and exciting always. But it's also really, it is really, really, really stressful because, you know, and it's expensive to move. And like the whole thing is just really traumatizing and like getting settled into a new spot just like takes a really long time. Like I just moved a few months ago, two months ago. And um, like I'm still getting settled in. Like I still have things in boxes. I still have furniture that's like coming and getting rid of some and getting new furniture. And, you know, it's hard to feel like you are at home when you move as much as I have. I've moved literally like three times in two and a half years. No, three times in two years. Um, and yeah, and it's been kind of like, it's been crazy. Um, but I'm kind of done with my moving. I think I'm just going to live where I'm living now for a while and just chill here and finally be done with that and make this place feel like it's really home. Cause I do think that I've kind of like not really put a lot of time and effort into like decorating and stuff like that because I've always just been like, eh, I'm only going to live here for a year. So I'm not going to like put effort into decorating and stuff like that. But now I know I'm going to be living here for a while. So I'm going to put some effort into like making it feel really homey and all of that. Because I think feeling like you have a really homey space that you live in and someplace that you feel really comfortable and safe in is super important. And I haven't really had that because I've been, every place that I've lived in has felt so temporary because um, it's always been apartments. So yeah. Um, anyway, that's enough of talking about living alone. I hope that you guys enjoyed that little discussion. Uh, I'm going to talk about me for a little bit and then I'm going to hit the road, Jack. Coffee time, chamberlaincoffee.com. Anywho, some good news is that I just took my last dose of Accutane today. Seven months of Accutane done. Um, Accutane was the acne medicine I was on. I talk about it way too much, but it controlled my life for the past seven months. So that is why. But I am done. I'm done with Accutane. I just took the last two pills today 
and um now i can finally go and well i can't yet but in a month when the accutane is out of my system i'm allowed to go in the sun i can tan again and i won't get burnt um my lips won't be chapped anymore hopefully my back pain will go away because accutane can give you back pain um hopefully my skin stays looking good uh i'm really excited and i think my skin will hopefully only get better from here although my skin's pretty good right now accutane was crazy um I can't believe it's over. Like, I feel like it just became such routine that like, I just forgot that I was even doing it. And then, and then I blinked and then it was over. I'm so excited. I'm so fucking excited. Sorry, I'm texting my friend to see what she's up to today. What are you up to today? <laughs> Send. Anyways. um, Fuck. Oh, that was disgusting. I'm going to give you two Netflix recommendations of documentaries I've been watching. Take it or leave it. Uh, The first one I watched was the Epstein documentary about uh, his life and his case. Um, Super interesting. I mean, really sad and, you know, of course, disgusting, but also super interesting. Uh, Just to see, like, you know... I've always been really interested. I mean, of course, most people are. I think that crime is interesting, you know, like crime documentaries and things like that. I think a lot of people find them to be really interesting. Um, so I I really was super engaged in the Epstein one. So check that out. It's on Netflix. Also, the Unabomber case. Um, that was also really interesting and kind of terrifying both of them were really terrifying but uh super interesting and engaging so I would recommend those two I watched those two recently and I really enjoyed them um I'm also going to give you some TikTok accounts that I've been watching that are have been doing the cooking um that I've been watching okay the first account is Jeremy Sheck That's spelled J-E-R-E-M-Y-S-C-H-E-C-K. He cooks and he, I love watching his cooking videos. Um, Another is cooking with Shireen. I love hers too. She cooks a lot of meat, but I'm not really cooking. I'm not really watching her cooking videos or anybody's cooking videos to actually cook what they're cooking. It's just really fun to watch another person that cooks is i am tabitha brown she's fucking amazing she's my favorite tiktoker of all time please watch her videos she's just such a fucking ray of sunshine and i'm obsessed with her and she's the most amazing woman ever i think those are my three favorite cooking tiktok accounts slash just tiktok accounts in general right now so go check those out for a fun little stock sorry that is my tiktok for you page making loud sounds Anyway, check all that out. Um, I hope that you guys are taking care of yourselves and staying positive. And I'm praying for all of you all the time, even though I'm not religious, but yet I still pray. So I don't really know what that means. I'm, I'm spiritual on my own. Uh, I'm thinking of you all and I'm sending you all the most love and light that I possibly could and can and I will continue to do so have an amazing day and I will see you all next week ha 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 bye mwah